If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, along with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. I'm Jonathan Hood in for David LaGreca here on this President's Day. Tommy, we had a great conversation about NXT TakeOver Portland taking place on the WWE Network. It was headlined by Adam Cole and... Tommaso Ciampa, what a terrific matchup. And the story afterwards, why, Johnny, why, you son of a... And also Finn Balor taking on Johnny Gargano. We knew that that was going to be a great match, but I really believe that Finn Balor has really come into his own. People have wanted Prince Devitt. I think they're getting a lot of Prince Devitt in this new Finn Balor with the NXT brand. Shocking, a wrestling match that steals the show. And happens, right, from time to time. A wrestling match in a wrestling ring in a wrestling arena. Also, I just think the NXT brand is not less than. I think the NXT brand, every time you have a show like this, like TakeOver, some of their big events that they have, including Wednesday nights, I just think we continue to see the NXT brand on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. NXT performers go out there, they have brand pride, and they continue to show why they are the underdog but are going to take over this business in a couple more years. Tommy, the women's matchup for the NXT Championship where Rhea Ripley taking on Bianca Belair, that was a really solid match. Those two have been the MVPs of NXT, and of course, Charlotte Flair, you gotta stick your nose where it doesn't belong. Thanks for checking out the Busted Open podcast, and don't forget, 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time is where you can hear Busted Open every day, Monday through Saturday, on Fight Nation, Series 6 m Channel 156. Adam Cole retains his championship as you're listening to Busted Open along with Tommy Dreamer, Jonathan Hood in with you, 877-344-4893. Tommy, you just, one thing I knew that on NXT TakeOver Portland, that Ciampa as well as Gargano were going to have probably the best matches because they are the veterans of that particular brand. We knew that they were going to be able to have great matches, but Adam Cole and Ciampa, they just went far beyond what I thought they would. And that was a great match from start to finish. Off the charts great and physical. And you know, you know, I've I known Ciampa a long time and he coming off of a neck injury is is hard and you know, he's had a knee injury, a neck injury. The one when he gave him that wheelbarrow suplex on the announce table, uh, you know, a lot of people think when you go through a table, it doesn't hurt. It does. It kind of always knocks the wind out of you, and there always there's the uh, the intangible factor of where is the wood going to break, where is uh, your body going to get pieces of wood in it, and there's like a, a thud in your body every time you go through it. Those WWE announce tables... They are real deal. And when it, it's also something called physics, a lot of the NXT guys are lighter. But man, that wheelbarrow suplex, that was on the hardest part of that table and on the edge. And that is real steel. It's not a prop, it's real. 
And when I saw him take that, and for me, and I don't, I don't sell or jump for anything, and I was just like, whoa, that was rough. Mm-hmm. And just to continue and tell the story of like his arm might be messed up because when you're having issues with your neck or you're having some, you know, where if you get trauma or, you know, just from disc issues, your hands and your arm do go numb. Even when me, when I'm playing video games now, if I have my arms propped up the wrong way, my elbows and my hands start going numb. And uh, that's just from years of, you know, wrestling. I broke my neck and my back, but I've never had a surgery. I'm going to keep on going until I need my lipoectomy like uh, Bully Ray thoughts and prayers. Um, but with uh, Champa, man, what a story they, they told. And yeah. I actually learned something from NXT TakeOver as a booker um, or as also someone who writes television shows. You know, two of those matches uh, on the card – were both decided by outside interference. And this was one of them, and it was it was big. It was, you know, Johnny Gargano turning heel or, you know, he has been everything to to the fans and it and to that brand and him turning heel. But what I'm saying as a they closed the show really, I mean, following a match with outside interference. And there was, you know, and the women's match had outside interference too. Where normally people uh, and even people in, within the industry would always be like, oh man, we can't just like end a show on outside interference or we can't do stuff like that. Because for a long time it actually was hurting, like let's say the WCW product, because they would always have run ins, all that stuff. All but the time. it done right done properly and where you want to tell your story it made you mad it made you mad that that match and that guy did not win the title because of that and that's what it's set to do and a lot of times when you know if I have reservations about doing something like that it proved to me that you know old school will never die and stuff like that is real you know you you look at the situation with the Houston Astros in baseball and everyone is calling them out as cheaters. You know, the World Series uh, is tainted. Guys are now saying, I should have been MVP. Hell, uh, a, a Blue Jays pitcher is now suing the Astros because he got rang up for seven runs. He never pitched in the majors again. And he's saying because they cheated, they cheated him out of what could have been a great career for him. And But think about what the, the Houston Astros did. They cheated – and people now want retribution on them. You can't. You can't have everybody in baseball fight them. Uh, though I think there's going to be a lot of beanball this year. Oh, yeah. But in wrestling, we can do that because nobody likes cheaters. And Gargano screwing over Champa keeps Cole and the undisputed era going their direction. And you know now Champa and Gargano their feud. And their whole relationship just continues to go in different levels. And it's it's great. It's great storytelling. Well, it is. And, and one point on that you were talking about, Tommy, is that, you know, growing up watching the NWA and being a WCW fan at the time, it is it's true that when you go to a house show or when Nitro would be in town, that the first thing fans would do is look down the ramp or look to the locker room area because you knew it was going to be outside interference. <laughs> 
You know, just like in, in 89, I'm at the UIC Pavilion, and people are just looking down the ramp, just waiting for the horsemen to come down because instead of looking at what's happening in the ring, they're right. waiting for the outside interference. So it was going to happen. In this instance, as we watched the main event with Cole and Ciampa, the story was told when you saw four on one. And the thing I was thinking about watching this is, is anybody going to help Ciampa? Is he, is he just going to be there by himself? Where is Gargano? Where are his friends? There's Gargano. He's going to help. <gasps> Oh shit! You got you. J- j- I mean, j- just like so that there, it, it gave me the emotional roller coaster of this guy is going to get screwed here because it's four on one. The referee's not getting these other three out of here. It should be just one on one. But you know what? Here's Gargano because he's going to even the score, and then just like that, just just I didn't expect it, and so that's why it was big for me to watch that and the way it ended. So now we get another chapter of Champa Gargano. And you know what? I'm not mad at it because we know what they can do when they're in the ring together. Man, that feud is going to be off the charts, just like that match was. And like you said earlier, Adam Cole, um, and they, what a great job, again, the storytellers, the commentators did telling us like, hey, Adam Cole, in his 10th match, he beat Aleister Black. And we all know the push that Aleister Black is getting. Hell, Adam Cole, our guy, beat him. And... You know, when you talked about the the Portland crowd, you were correct. They are they were the sixth man. If we're going to you know like the Seattle Seahawks and in football, um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not the sixth man. The uh, oh, sorry, hit the microphone. I do all these things. Mess it's, up. it's okay, man. I'm Use not a professional a for radio. Um, I get very very into the show. I have not eaten yet. I got two new people here working with me, and everyone who's calling. This is not Gabby, guys. Stop calling her Gabby. She doesn't like it. She's already getting mad. She's rolling her eyes. I got to work with these people. Mike's going to start shooting on me. He's an MMA guy. Come on now. Work getting, with all new people. Getting hostile in the studio. Already. So anyway, um, <laughs> Adam Cole doing a great job as the bad guy. And, and with the the the, rest, the the wrestling fans in Portland, man, they were cheering. They were booing. They were just enjoying everybody. Everybody was a main eventer. And... You know, I say this from my experience at ECW. We never had like the money of, of a WWE or the money of a WCW, but the product we went out there and busted our asses to prove that hey, where the where were the brand to, everyone was talking about, and and they did that. And Adam Cole, when you know they're talking about how many main events he's main evented in already, and and the future is the limit. And there were so many when we talk about storytelling and he's been on the show talking about like Shawn Michaels influence there was one moment uh where he hit uh Champa with with a with a move and Champa kicked out and Cole sat up and like he the way his hair was and it was a profile shot and it reminded me of Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there saying like wow cuz he he always did remind me of a younger Shawn Michaels and when, I'm sorry, when Shawn Michaels was young. And he was just like that frustration and that exhaustion of, you know, because it's real. Those two guys put on one hell of a performance. And you could see that, like, it's like, oh, how is this match going to end? Where is it going to go? It took us on. It, it took me and it took you. And we've been watching wrestling a long time on this yeah. emotional roller coaster. Um, I've worked with both guys. I hired one into WWE. And I was like, damn, what a great, great performance by two guys who I don't, 
you, when you when you see guys at first, you don't think they can evolve to the way they did. But those two guys truly are main eventers and truly are champions. But actually, one guy just actually holds the title. And and the other part about and I don't mean to to ramble with this, but I just I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, when Gargano came down, everyone was so excited. And when he slid the belt in, and if you think about that, that was like and the camera angles. And then when he went and grabbed the title, and then all of a sudden Gargano grabbed, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're supposed to be my friend. That is lost art of storytelling. Because it wasn't like the old school, you turn your back and I hit you. It was, I'm going to win this title, because that's all Ciampa ever talks about. And then that's a big, big pawn to the story going forward. With Tommy Dreamer, Jonathan Hood with you here on Busted Open on Series XM Fight Nation 156. Phone lines open for you, 877 is our phone number. And the key to the, all of this, Tommy, the key to all of this was the promo and the build for this. It still matters in, in 2020. How about that? Just to have Ciampa having that promo the week before or that Wednesday before the event and then being able to hear from Adam Cole and what he's been going through with, as the NXT champion and trying to hold on to that championship. All of this is great, but you have to have promos to be able to sell it even more so. I mean, you, these all could have been cold matches and still would have been great. But what really sets it off is when you have the spoken word. It still matters when you look me in the eye as a fan when I'm watching these broadcasts, watching these shows, and you're telling me I'm going to beat this guy's ass or I'm going to win this match because this. This is the story I'm telling, and this is why this match is important to me. All I think that the packages and the promos I want to see more of that because that's the stuff that we grew up on. It, it was one thing to watch the match, but it's the anticipation and the spoken word that still matters to me as a wrestling fan. It's being able to talk uh, asses into the seats. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we were off the air talking MMA here, and there are millions of MMA fighters, but I don't follow it as much as I used to. But you know, I know the people who talk trash. The Conor, and, that, and that's why they are where they are. The Conor McGregor's, you know, we're just talking about King Mo, and uh, you know he not only would kick your ass, but he would talk the talk. Uh, and that goes back to the Ric Flairs. If you want to go way, way back, the showmanship of professional wrestling was uh, Gorgeous George, and then promos. Everyone stole from Muhammad Ali, added their own twists. You know, yes. from from, or I should say, borrowed. Uh, you know, from the Dusty Roses to the Hulk Hogan, superstar Billy Grahams, they all just, you know, took that over-the-top the persona, but they backed it up in the ring. And just like Ciampa, just like Cole, they backed it up in the ring. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. What, what a great weekend for the city. Everybody's here. The it's the whole family reunion. The whole family of NBA, past and present, were here uh, in the city. Every bar and restaurant filled. Every limo, every Uber, every Lyft. It was just just crazy this weekend. And on top of that, and of course the auto show too. So it was just the whole downtown area. Tommy is just crazy. Well, I'll be there for C two E C two E two weekend, and what they got mm-hmm. AEW's got a pay per view there. I'll be there for all that stuff. So looking forward to come back to Chicago. Even though, and I got to tell you something, and I say this all the time, <laughs> I go to a lot of sporting events. 
I have such more of an appreciation for the fans, and I can't thank them enough for what they go to go through to go to an event. Uh, I actually went to Soldier Field when they played the Cowboys on that Thursday night, and seventy-five dollars to park my car. I could not believe it. And it wasn't like it was close either. I had to walk a friggin' mile to get to the stadium, but then just like waiting in traffic and doing all that and just having the energy, you know, for like the fans. I, I've wrestled in, in uh, Portland and, you know, that venue is a cool venue, but, um, you know, in and out of that city is, is kind of tight and just, you know, to have that enthusiasm, you are truly great and great uh fans for that because oof man it's rough i don't know how much they charge for parking that day but i was pissed in chicago <laughs> i can imagine yeah you can follow us on twitter at the tommy dreamer at tweet j hood at busted open radio 877-344-4893 here on busted open on this president's day edition we're glad that you're with us as we talk about nxt uh takeover in portland uh, Finn Balor against Johnny Gargano was yet another great match. I knew that Champa and Gargano were going to have the best matches because you trust those two to be able to tell stories in the ring. That's, that's no shot at the rest of that uh, crew uh, or that uh, particular locker room, but we just know that we've seen the best of the best on these takeovers from those two. So when we see Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, you get this every now and then, Tommy, from time to time. People will say, man, I, I wish we can get that Finn Balor we saw in Japan, that, that Prince Devitt, that that guy, because he was dangerous, because when he was in the ring, you knew that he was going to give his, his all. And it's taken a while for Finn Balor to get his footing, I think, in the WWE. Keep in mind that if it's a Vince McMahon product, no matter where you wrestled before, more times than not, you're going to be something different. You're going to wrestle uh, their style. You're going to have their name, and you're going to do it a little bit differently than you did in the independence or overseas someplace. So I think that this is the closest to uh, Prince Devitt that we've seen. This match was not good. It was great against Johnny Gargano. Absolutely, man. If you looked at the opening sequences, man, it was a headlock. It really was, mm-hmm. and it was the way they grabbed a headlock and the way they fought for it. And and Finn Balor, uh, I saw next level in Finn Balor. Always have. I thought he's a. I think he's an amazing performer. And you know, when I was watching this card, the one thing like I, I watch wrestling through many many different eyes. And besides the, you know, the opener, most of the men on the show are almost like 205 guys. I'm talking mm-hmm. about le- in just legit weight. Like, I was watching Gargano, and I was kept on saying, man, he looks like little Guido. And the biggest problem, like, when with little Guido uh, at first was when, you know, and, like, we tried to – you go into the WWE with a different uh, mindset. The name Little – would never help you get over in the WWE. So that's why he was, you know, Nunzio. Uh, but because it's always the WWE or Raw is always a bigger man's brand. Uh, the business has changed, except for, you know, you look at Raw uh, or the guys at WWE through the history has always pushed it. Still will always be bigger guys. And when Finn Balor came up, man, the fans rejoiced. Unfortunately, he got hurt. And that sometimes hurt you, too. But that's also real sports. You know, hey, you could have this great quarterback, but if he always gets hurt, uh, the owner may not be able to want to depend on you or may want to go somewhere else in a different direction. But thankfully, we have the NXT brand where he can excel 
end from his promos, his work. That was a hard-hitting match. Uh, I loved it, but it was it was almost like to me it reminded me of a wrestling classic with, you know, and I got to see them live uh Back in the day when, you know, with Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, uh, Chris Benoit, Two Colt Scorpio, even an early Chris Jericho, where we, I would watch these matches from the curtain and just be like, wow, these guys are putting on a clinic. And those two performers went out there and put on a clinic. And it was, it, it was, such, it was just a great wrestling match. It really was. That, that's the best way to, to say it. It was just a great wrestling match, which, again, adds to the show because I don't care what you want to call it, sports entertainment – at the end of the day, it's going to be wrestling, and wrestling fans enjoy wrestling. You, you you know that when you see a match like Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, no matter what the finish was, no matter how it ended, you knew that both guys were solid. And and that's the thing. Like, who who's going to complain today to us on the phone lines about you know Johnny didn't go over, so ah, that so I think less of him. Now he takes a step back. Well, no, he takes actually five steps forward because of what happened at the end of the show. He's always going to be solid anyway. That thing was a coin flip going in. If you put that match in Vegas and put it on the board and say Finn Balor against Johnny Gargano, it's like you know, who's going to pick that? What what guy? Who, what odds maker says? Ah, you know, I'm going to give the slight edge to Finn Balor. Yeah, he has momentum, but so so is Johnny Gargano. So that so again, how it's booked, how it was able to come together for that matchup on Sunday tells you a lot about the booking, how it was uh, put together, and the finish. It was it was all perfect. It was a nice package for me. And when you talk about psychology of professional wrestling, or you talk about literally psychology of life. Um, you already said it before in, in the other thing. You have four guys attacking one guy in the in the Undisputed Era attacking or trying to interfe- interfere with uh, Ciampa. And you're like, hey, where's Gargano? Because he's his friend. Because that's human psychology. If everybody, if three people started jumping on me, somebody would say, stop beating this person up. Um, for a turn or somewhere in your life where you're like, you know, sometimes if you get too many bills, you're like, man, if I could just rob a bank, you know, or if I could just do something, you know, like sell drugs, do something, just get that quick fix. It, it could help me out. So wait, you try to, you'll think something from the dark side, but then you're like, well, if I sell drugs or rob a bank, I could go to jail. It's not worth it. But yes. you have that moment in your head where you're just like, you know, enough is enough in wrestling. They have those moments, and Gargano losing to Finn is his trigger to what happens later because he lost. And suffering a gigantic defeat like that can make somebody crazy or make somebody, like, in wrestling terms, turn. I know every time I get on an airplane and the pain I feel in my body, I retire. I said I can't do this anymore. I can no longer do this to myself or, or to my body because it, I'm in so much pain when I fly. The moment I land and by the time I'm by baggage claim, I come out of retirement. But like I hate everybody and everything. I hate when people are coughing now because I feel I'm going to get this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I hate the when people bump into me on the plane or the person has to use the bathroom. I'm like, just use it before. People just cough. I hate everybody. I turn heel on every flight. But though that's my moments, and Gargano losing is what is a big trigger for him, and I love it. 
877-344-4893 for Busted Open. And by the way, if you do retire, Tommy, hopefully you do it on Busted Open, right? You'll do it on the air, right? Mm, nah, I'll probably do it at like a big show or my own shows. I don't know when I'm going to retire. I didn't think I'd still be wrestling close to maybe when I turn 50. I know I'm not going to wrestle. This will be my last decade I wrestle in. I know that. So I've kind of pinpointed and I got that going for me. Oh, okay. Well, that's news. You know that's going to be the, hit the dirt sheets real soon here that you put that out there. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> just so you know, you just made some news. That's going to be a, on the bottom line on SportsCenter. Well, everyone's promoting like, you know, I wrestled in five decades. They're promoting they've been in four decades. Though I should come out of retirement and see if I could wrestle in every decade. But I don't know what it, I think once I say I'm done, I'm done. Just like when, when I say I'm going to get my first surgery, I'm getting everything done. I'm going to get the lipoectomy, give thoughts and prayers for Bully Ray. And, uh, you know, but um, I don't know. When I get it all, I'm going to get hair. I'm going to get everything. Maybe some boobs. I mean, these boobs are getting really bad. I need some new ones. A new boob job. Yeah, I got to get that too. Uh, so the other thing, you know, there's always details in these shows. There's one, I don't know if you noticed this, Tommy. I'm sure you did. Did you notice that? When there was uh, some danger around the the broadcast table, did you notice that the uh, on this particular show nobody moved the monitors? Do you notice that? Like usually, the, the, usually the wrestlers will move the monitors out of the way, move the pencils, move out, move all the notes out the way, make sure it's a nice clean spot for you to be able to do whatever it is. Going to be a power bomb or through the table, whatever. Do you notice that those monitors were not moved? And that gives a little bit more realism. It's a, it's a little thing, but it's a detail like, you know what, I'm going to put you through the table with everything on it. That means that if you, get, if, if you get punctured by a corner of the monitor or whatever, then whatever. That's the first time I've seen that probably ever in the WWE where the monitors are there and like, they, didn't move, they didn't move anything. They just Actually, there was a couple of spots that were on top of the monitors in the show yesterday. Yeah, no, I didn't notice that. Uh, again, because they, they just... Those, I mean, again, when you talk about money, like mm-hmm. to go out and break a monitor, to go out and break those tables, they they cost you know a lot of a lot of money. I love the fact that they have uh, budgets like that. I just you know we used to just break tables. Even then, they cost like 150 bucks. Uh, even my own shows, I go and I get uh, doors now because doors are cheaper than tables. They don't sell tables at Home Depot. There's only one place that you can get tables now, and that's uh, Office Depot. So, you know, we're a bit of, a, of a, a war again, so somebody should come out there and get a wrestling table store going because I think <laughs> you could start making a lot of uh, money. But, no, I, I didn't notice that, but I do. I do like all that carnage. Whenever I'm wrestling, I always tell people, the referees, just leave the stuff there, just leave the stuff there. I like that carnage. I like how that looks. And uh, I don't like when you hit uh, a table or a monitor because yeah, that hurts. It's all. It is all real. You can get electrocuted, but hey, that's professional wrestling. You die for your <laughs> cause. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news—they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car right now. You can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just one dollar. Just go to SiriusXM.com/busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com/busted. Busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Rhea Ripley, who I saw initially on NXT UK. It's one of my favorite brands because, we, again, no frills, just wrestling, trying to get storylines over. I saw her at NXT UK. I'm like, I've never seen someone look like this. She's tall. Uh, she's uh, athletic, young. 
and I saw her, I said, boy, she's going to be something someday. And that someday is now, now that she's NXT women's champion and Bianca Belair, even though Bianca lost nothing, you, there's no step back for Bianca Belair, because even in that matchup, it's the best I've seen from Bianca in this matchup against Rhea Ripley. And so neither woman was scathed from this matchup. No, um, both women have been the stars since Survivor Series. They've been uh, off the charts. They've been the top guys uh, for NXT since Survivor Series, and they've done it with their hard work. And with with that goes, you know, who's going to win, who's going to lose. At times like that, it, it doesn't matter. Before, when we were talking about, you know, that thing with Sergeant Slaughter, did it really hurt Sergeant Slaughter? I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Sergeant Slaughter, when, you know, whoever beat whom for the heavyweight title? No, they all still uh, became the legends that they are. Um, when you have talents like that, it just adds to different levels and of the storyline. The storyline now going forward is Charlotte Flair. And then there was an interesting thing that, uh, thing that Charlotte did afterwards is when she just shot Bianca out of the ring. And, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's like, Hey, and like, you remember when Bianca, when she held her own in that promo and she's like, uh, you're going to talk like, I'm not here. And her, <laughs> do I say it douching a person out of the ring is right. ultimate form of disrespect Right. And doing stuff like that makes Charlotte the bad girl, um, makes you like Rhea even more, and that uh, forgotten tangible is outside the ring who's going to be stewing and is going to come back and kick your ass. You, you know that Bianca Belair has just turned into Gina from Martin. That she's just she's just become she's uh uh she's not Gordon Soli uh uh she's become she's, uh uh and she's just guy giving you all the attitude she's completely become she's turned her character into Gina for Martin now Vince doesn't know who who Martin is doesn't know who Gina is I like it she's got attitude oh my <laughs> no, I love Martin she's you know, so uh she's an athletic great. woman and yeah. her talents are from like you said. Her appearance at the Royal Rumble, and she's she's quickly be, become the star that I think you know Mark Henry had envisioned when he saw her and helped her get signed by NXT. And and I remember when she first got her first people talking about her was when Sam Roberts said she shouldn't be on a takeover. That's right. And people were like, "Are you kidding me?" And she, I mean, the girl is is super young as well, and she has the world ahead of her. And it, the matchup that they had was exactly what I thought it would be. It would be f- a phenomenal piece of the show. There was never back when back when I was in WWE, it was like, oh, where are we going to put the girls? Like, ugh, we got to put the girls somewhere. And it wasn't a knock towards the women that were there. It's just they weren't. They really didn't care about you know or they would put the women on the let's bring the crowd down to get them there before the main event which was so much harder for the women to do but now you know it's like what match is going to follow the girls and and that's a great thing for all the women of wrestling of what how they've elevated themselves but bianca's a star to a newer generation of wrestling fans they can't imagine especially now the last I'd say four or five years, the women placed like that. But the women were, listen, I was there. Women were the popcorn match. They were, yep. they were, they were in the synonymous with the little people, the midget matches, what they call it at the time, and the women. 
They were the popcorn match, and that and that's not that way now. I you know at times, like I said, there was there was a few people on social media where they want to go the negative, where they were talking about how do you end a pay per view with interference, and they did the same thing in the women's street fight with interference, and it was just done right. But then it's also when the bad guys sometimes win or when bad things happen, people don't want they want to react to it how you're supposed to react to it in the sense of that's a re- that's the reaction we're supposed to get that are supposed to piss you off uh roddy piper was supposed to piss you off when he broke a coconut over jimmy snooker's head mm-hmm. i think i would love it but sadly i don't know if it could happen could you imagine if like a heel authority figure came in and said, oh, you ladies, you want to think you're this, you want that. You know what? Tonight you're going to have this match, and you're going to have it in a bra and panties match. The girls can be like, how disrespectful are you to put us in that match? But from what my generation, your generation, that used to be like a main event and like do good ratings, and people would be like, oh, I can't wait for this bra and panties match, not only because we're going to see women – uh, ripping each other's clothes off or half naked, but the girls just go out there and perform with very little clothes on. But now, if you did that, it would be a heel reaction, and for you couldn't do that because of social media. Like, oh, they're they're demoralizing towards women, and they're doing all that. But if a heel puts that match like that, that's what he's supposed to do. With Tommy Dreamer, Jonathan Hood with you on Busted Open. 877-344-4893 is our phone number. We spoke earlier, Tommy, about, for me as a wrestling fan, it's about something I've never seen before. So when I see Aria Ripley, I can't, can you come up with anything in wrestling's past, anyone that size and that power? Because you know that when Baby Doll first came to world class, wasn't she named like the ninth wonder of the world because you hadn't seen a woman that size? And she was not the late, that, uh, yeah. Nicola, yeah, so, the lady giant. Yeah, right. Exactly. Nicola, Nicola or Nicola, the, the lady giant. And so even at that time you're watching, you're like, okay, we hadn't seen a woman that size, but it's not, but, but baby doll could not work like Rhea Ripley can clearly. So, so we see a first time ever when we see Rhea Ripley, someone that size and that powerful in that matchup against Bianca Belair and also Belair also can work also uh, very powerful as well. This is why it was a really solid, I thought even matchup coming in. There was a lady, um, Lady Maxine, who like came in in like the UWF. She had a mohawk and she was really, really big, and I'm talking tall wise, but she never amounted to anything except for the obscure. Probably me, you, and Dave Lagreco would know who she is. Right. Um, but because she had that unique look of of a, back then a mohawk, uh, there was an old MTV uh, video, um, "I Want Candy." And uh, that's kind of where I think they kind of took it from. Uh, what was her name? Wendy something. Man, I'm really trying to tax my concussed mind. Was it Wendy? Not Wendy Williams. I want candy. How you doing? It was Wendy Williams? I don't know. Oh, I love her show. How you doing, No, not Tommy? that Wendy Williams. No? Oh. She was young. I forgot her name. It was a TV <laughs> Wait, show. Said- the song was I, I Want Candy. Wendy Williams It was an MTV young. video. <laughs> anyway. She- She's in hot water, by the way. I know that when you go to the airport, you're always picking up the uh, the latest tabloids. Really? You know, she's in she's in hot water again for something that she said. Wendy Shocking. Williams. People don't. Just, <laughs> just want you to know. Right. I know you're always There's up on that. There's a nice Wendy stuff. Williams reference for you on the I show. I 
877 is our phone number. To the phone lines we go. Let's see. Check out the old list. Is Jeff in Cleveland with us here on Busted Open? Hello, Jeff. He is not. Jeff is not there. Carl in New Jersey. That's what you get for having the Browns and the whatever teams you have. The Cavs <laughs> and your Indians. They're trading Carl off Carl is with us, though. <laughs> How dare you hang up? I'm the they're president. Firing, Damn it. They're, they're firing John Beeline with the Cavs, by the way. Have you, did you read that today? Yeah, they should. They should fire everybody. <laughs> Let's go to New Jersey. Here's Carl on Busted Open. Hello, Carl. Good morning, gentlemen. What's up? Real quick, on last night's uh, NXT Portland, the main event, it was a great match. The only thing that stood out to me that I didn't like was when the ref got knocked out. Usually they have a second ref come flying in since it's a championship match. Where was the other ref? And not only that, you had the undisputed error right there. Why couldn't they throw the ref into the ring to try and make the uh, count? And they didn't. Good question. At the end. If I'm going to go try to answer your call realistically... One, it's the main event. Sometimes people don't stick around. Sometimes referees go in the back. They're done. They don't have to uh, change. You know, they like to shower, change their stuff. Every referee works super duper hard. Um, also, number two, why can the attitude era, attitude era, undisputed era, pick the guys up? Maybe he's unconscious on the floor. It's hard to pick him up. That referee's uh, pretty heavy. He's he's losing weight. I've known him for a long time, but it's hard to pick up a person if they're unconscious and throw him in the ring and say, "Do your job." Maybe they were trying to do that. But uh, yeah, no, I could, I could see some of your point, but you know, honestly, that's, that's for the story that you want to tell. That's kind of the behind the scenes. Like, do we send another person to get that, um, that value of the one, two, and the kick out? But that's not where they were going. I love your Bill Watts um, uh, <laughs> attention to detail there. I'm crazy. That, that was that's it's a so good. That's so good. You know, you know, it's at the end of the night and, you know, guys are showered up and they're, you know, getting back to their rental cars. They're not sticking around. They Dude, it's did the truth. Job. It's the <laughs> truth. Sometimes if I'm a heel and I want to jump somebody, I'm going to wait till all his friends are gone. That's I had to do a run-in in Mexico. The truck was outside and the door was locked and I got to do a run-in and I'm also agenting the match and I'm banging on the door because I had to go save her. But no one was letting me in. I was letting the poor girl get her ass kicked. I'm not a good friend. I love that attention to detail. It's at the end of the night, you know. None of the wrestlers are there to try to save him. You I'm know, telling you, it's things. real. That really does happen. The refs were gone. There was only one ref left. Sandman was the worst friend. He would make, wait four minutes and 44 seconds till a song ended to come into the ring. You just get your ass kicked all that time. I love that. Uh, Carl, we appreciate the phone call. Lee's line open, 877-344-4893. North Carolina, here's Michael on Busted Open with Tommy Dreamer and Jonathan Hood. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. Enjoying the show today. I want to talk real quick about Dominic Dijakovic. Um, mm-hmm. That guy is so freaking good in the ring. I'm not sure if we fully appreciate that right now, and I get it. He spent the majority of his time against Keith Lee, who obviously has the rocket on his back. Lee is one major push away from being a top five star in the company. I truly believe that. But I think going against somebody as hot as Lee could dampen uh, Dijakovic, uh, dampen his reception just a bit. So going forward, what I'm curious about is the character development for Dominic. Uh, When Lee moves on, and he will, eventually we all know that's going to happen, there's going to be a gaping spot for a big man in NXT. 
And this is where you got to have trust in Triple H to put him in the right position. So uh, going forward, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they develop his uh, character because if they do it right, he's got major potential. Uh, I agree, and I got to go back to when WCW and WWE, when, when WWE purchased WCW, you had a handful, I mean, it was like 20 of men who all looked the same. They were all six foot three, six foot four, and had great bodies, can move, and you needed some intangible of what would separate them. When they were in WCW, they were known as kind of like the natural-born thrillers, but when they came to WWE, they all just kind of got lumped into like, oh, we'll just put them in the alliance, or what made them different wasn't a whole lot. You know, Mike Awesome was, was awesome because he was in ECW, as well as he was the biggest guy ever in ECW. At times, he didn't work like that, but then there was also times that he did. Um he has to find his niche. Um, I would like to see more promo work out of him. And if you're going to be a heel, then you may have to stop doing all the cool stuff. And if you're going to be a baby face, you can't do all that cool stuff without having somebody like, trust me, you don't want to dive. He couldn't do that dive onto someone who's not going to be able to absorb that ink, that impact. Again, risk reward. Do you think maybe a Tommaso Ciampa, even though I think he's a little crazy, would sit in that chair as a guy, his height and his size and his weight dove upon him? That's something called physics, gravity, speed, velocity. You get really, really severely hurt. So you know who's a big guy who could do everything? The big show. At times, I've... I mean, I've seen him do a drop kick off the top rope. He doesn't do it always. I, I don't know if he'll do it ever again because he's older. But when Big Show first started, man, he could do everything. And then they said, hey, don't do everything because you'll mean more. And the Big Show did mean more. Mark Henry. Mark Henry at close to 500 pounds would do what he would call the mudslide on you. It's the scariest thing that you never see coming. And then once he hits it, you're like, oh, my God, I'm alive. Or just as simple as an elbow drop. It's like a cartoon where it, you would see that, like, you're like, oh, my God, he's going to crush me. And like, oh, wait, I'm still alive. Because Mark could get some height on his splashes. On Mark could dunk a basketball. I don't know if he could now with his knees, but when he first started, he could. It's like an anvil hitting the coyote, right? Exactly. Am I not supposed to whistle on the air, by the way? Is that a bad it's thing? It's okay. Did everyone it's just okay. get mad at me on social media? I mean, or listening? All right. everyone's always mad on social media. Well, I don't want people, like, when the microphone brings that static noise, I don't make sure. I won't whistle. You can do whatever you want, Mr. President. Whatever you'd like to do, it's fine. I'd like to give a shout-out to, I just received a text to my favorite dick friend, Christian, who Uh said he's listening to the show, he loves it, and he's a much better analyst than me. So thank you, Christian. (laughs) I appreciate your dickness, and I'm happy (laughs) Mark Henry has replaced you on uh, backstage this week. Oh, jeez. You just got fired, brother. Don't try to step on my toes. You lost your podcast. Mine's still going. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.